what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Foot Candle Films. Film news and reviews from two guys who really like movies. This episode is brought to you by the Foot Candle Film Society. For a schedule of upcoming screenings and membership information, visit the Society's website at www.footcandle.org. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Foot Candle Films here on TheMesh.TV. I'm Alan. With me is Chris, as always. Hello, everyone. Chris, something weird's going on. We've actually got somebody in the third chair. We normally don't have that for our film show. So we have a guest with us, Carrie. How are you doing, Carrie? I'm good. How are you? Good. Carrie's joining us. She's a, a, a aspiring actress and also someone kind of into films as well. So we thought, you know what? Let's have her join us as we do this kind of special little episode. This is a little different. We're not going to be reviewing a film today because we don't really have any films to review. I've been very, very busy the last week. I've been a bad film reviewer and then I have not <laughs> seen any films this week. So what we figure we do as we're getting into kind of what's considered the big Oscar season, this is when some of these big films start coming out that are kind of clamoring for attention. They're the ones coming out in November, December, January, and they're the ones that are hoping to get released by the end of December so they could be nominated for Oscars when those come out in like January, February. Right. Don't they normally announce the nomination, Chris, in January? Uh, in late January and then the Oscars. And then the Oscars are late or February, early March. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. So these are some films that we're just going to talk a little bit about it. We're not going to review any films today. We're just going to talk about some of the ones coming up, some of the actors and actresses involved in them. And we're just going to have a free-form conversation. Anything goes, guys, talking about these films as we go forward. And then we will wrap it up with Chris and I both giving a recommendation of a film we've seen recently that we thought was really good, that we think you ought to check out, or maybe one from the vault that uh, you may have forgotten about in the past. Carrie, not to put you on the spot, but if you got a film in mind of one you've seen recently you thought was really good that maybe people might have missed or not aware of, you can chime in there as well. So we're all about putting you on the spot today, Carrie. Right. I hope that's okay. So, and right. actually, right. I'm, you know, we're just derailing the normal format all oh, over yeah. the place. I'm going to go ahead and ask you, um, have you seen Gone Girl? I have not. I was going to go see okay. that the other night, but Annabelle okay. was earlier. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you, you chose Annabelle as opposed to Gone Girl. So that's okay, okay, though. And you said Annabelle was not great. No. Okay. okay. Not as great as I expected. Okay. okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, we're we're all about slamming some films whenever we get a chance. It's <laughs> no sure. problem for us. Well, guys, here's what we'll do. Let's kind of jump in. I'm going to start no- knocking out some different films, talk about some things that are coming up and happening over the next few months. And I just am really kind of anxious to hear feedback, thoughts. Is this a film you're excited about? Do you think this has got the potential to be something good? Or does it sound like it could be a, a stinker or maybe uh, it's one of those that's trying really hard to get the Oscar buzz, but maybe hasn't quite gotten there yet. Okay. Now, when we start talking about films that are already getting buzzed for being maybe Best Picture nominees, some of them have already come out earlier in the year. Boyhood right now is probably one that's getting a lot of interest and in people saying, you know, that's probably going to be one. And Chris, you and I reviewed Boyhood and we were somewhat lukewarm on it. Yeah, I get probably because it had been overhyped. I don't, I don't know. I think that's what the problem was. I think it's just we'd heard so many people talking about how just amazing this film was and it was okay. I mean, again, you and I, we, you can go back and listen to a previous episode where we talked about it. Eh, it was a little lukewarm reaction there. Grand Budapest Hotel is actually getting some good acclaim for being maybe something, getting some nominations. I think that's a long shot, personally. I think Even though so. I think it was a fun film, I, I don't really think it's going to get I, too much. Short attention span of the American public came out too long ago. It, it was like March so, or April, wasn't it? When it yeah, came out, it was yeah. way too long ago. So, so let's talk about a few that are still yet to come out. Okay. 
There's one coming out here in December called Wild, and it stars uh, oh, it's not Renee Zellweger, it's Renee. No, it's Reese Reese Witherspoon. Reese. God, there you go. I'm so bad with that. So I really just botched that up pretty bad. Sorry, Miss Witherspoon, for uh, messing up your name. So Reese Witherspoon starring in the in the film Wild. It's a little bit of a based on true story. Someone going out in the wilderness, kind of uh, doing her own thing, uh, trying to find herself in a way. My understanding is I think she's possibly had some drug issues in the past that she's trying to kick as well. This film is getting a lot of buzz, not only for possible best picture, but also for Reese Witherspoon as well as a, as a best actress. So Carrie, I'm curious as a looking at actress, Reese Witherspoon, you think much of her as an actress? What's has there been any parts you know of, of hers that you really liked that you liked of hers? Well, um, at first, I, when I first started seeing her in things, I thought she was kind of, you know, typical ditzy blonde. Yeah. But then I look back and I look at legally blonde Mm-hmm. And then I look at a movie that she was in, like, uh, Water for Elephants. And just oh, right. seeing her, her variety, mm-hmm. and she can do it all. Okay. She can really do it all. I never saw Water for Elephants. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard the movie was so-so, but I actually heard her performance, and it was yes, pretty good. Is it good? Mm-hmm. Was that with the Twilight Boy? Yes. Okay, the, Twilight <laughs> Boy. the Twilight Boy, okay. yeah. I, I, saw, I actually saw that. And yeah? She was getting that. Okay, yeah, all right. Absolutely. She's an actress, I mean, for me, and I know we talked about the film Mud yeah. last year that yeah, she was in. Yeah. I thought she was really good in that. She is someone who I'll admit I've come around to. I agree with you. I, right. Years ago, I wouldn't have thought much about it. I think she did a lot of the romantic comedies that everybody kind of did. Legally Blonde, I will say, a very funny movie. I think well-done movie that she performed really well in. When she won the Academy Award for Walk the Line. She did. And even going back to early, early on in the film Election, oh, I thought yeah. she was really good in it as well. So she's got the chops. I mean, I think she could pull it off. This really seems to be a film where it's all about her. I mean, she is carrying the movie. She's probably in it just about every scene. Uh, that's coming out in December. And that one is getting a lot of interesting buzz right now. So I think it's something we're going to definitely keep an eye on. Any interest, Chris? I mean, I don't know how much you've seen or heard about it. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard a whole lot about it, except for it's the director's the same guy who did Dallas Buyers Club. That's correct. And that was obviously based on a true story. This is also based on a true story? Yes. Um, so interesting how this guy apparently likes to do things based on true stories. Um, did you see Dallas Buyers Club? I did. And how did you feel about it? We didn't review it on the show. We did, so. and I saw it much later. Um, I liked it, but I think I liked it more for the two lead performances okay. than I did the story in the film. Okay. I liked watching Matthew McConaughey and Jared Leto in the film. You liked watching them look like garbage. Well, just uh, <laughs> that and just I thought they both really pulled off yeah. great performances. Sure. I just thought the movie itself was lacking. It didn't it was didn't really hold my attention as much. If it hadn't been for their two performances, it would have been nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have been just a throwaway movie. Okay. I will say though, McConaughey was really good. Jared Leto was really good. So I really was impressed by both their performances. I was okay with Jared Leto winning Best Supporting Actor after seeing the film. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I was one of those. I didn't see his performance till after the awards, so gotcha. I wasn't sure if he really deserved it or not, but I do think. I, th- I think it was good. Did you see that, Carrie, by chance? I've seen scenes from it. Yeah, so you know kind of the performances there. They were yeah. pretty interesting performances to play on mm-hmm. stuff. Now, we've got the film Interstellar coming out also as well. That is Christopher Nolan in a sci-fi film. Chris, you and I have intentionally not been looking at a lot of previews or anything on this because we really don't want to be ruined or spoiled on this. No, but unfortunately, I've seen I've seen the last preview I care to see because mm-hmm. unfortunately, I was at the theater and I'm not going to like hide under the seat. You're not going to be one of those guys who's going to like la 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 when the, when the trailers yeah. are on, right? And, I, and I'm still I'm still excited. Um, I I just hope that 
I hope that I'm not too excited. You know, it could, it could end up being a gravity for me. There are those films, so. and Carrie, I don't know if you, you kind of get the same way. You get maybe too excited about a film, thinking it's going to be really good, and you get in, and it's kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a little disappointing. <laughs> we have to really, as many films as we try to see during the year, we try to be very careful about not uh, getting ourselves overhyped on right. films <laughs> at all. So with that, so, so Interstellar, I assume, Chris, you're obviously interested yes, and excited absolutely. to see, yes. but you're trying to temper your enthusiasm for it. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'd be just because, you know, he is one of my favorite directors. Um, and I like Matthew, Matthew McConaughey. has been on a heck of a run. You know, we've already mentioned Mud and Dallas Buyers Club. You know, he, he's having a good good run lately. So yeah. He's picking it, some interesting good projects right now, for sure. Yeah. So it's got all the right elements. I, well, it's, it's Christopher Nolan after coming and doing all the Batman movies. And then, uh, you know, he's had a pretty good record for not turning out a stinker film yet. So right. we'll see how that goes with it as well. Um, let's see now Birdman we talked about a little bit Chris you and I have in some previous news that one's going to be an interesting film Alexandro Gonzalez in Arutu uh, doing the film with Michael Keaton right. kind of in a meta commentating on his own life a little bit having played the older Batman back in the uh, 80s and 90s and now he's basically doing a film where he is a aged actor who is trying to stage a kind of a one man play back in, on Broadway but he's wrestling with these demons of who he used to be. And from what I can tell from the trailer, he actually has a kind of an inner monologue going on where he's being talked to by his superhero alter ego. ego. (laughs) looks very interesting. That one is getting a lot of, a lot of good acclaim right now saying that it's probably could be a pretty safe bet for maybe being nominated for a um, best picture and, or at least best actor for Michael Keaton. Chris, you're excited, right? Yes. I, I like Michael Keaton anyways. Yeah. Um, he doesn't seem to be in enough stuff, whether that's by his choice or whether just roles don't come his way that often. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Not that big of a fan of an R2 in general, uh, the director. It wasn't that big on Babel. He did 21 um, Grams also. Okay, um, yeah, 21 Grams I liked. Yeah, okay. it was a good movie. Um, but Babel wasn't that big on it. He did uh, The Beautiful or whatever with, uh, um, uh, what's his name? New Country Javier Bardem. Bardem. Yes. Yeah, him, yeah which I, I never saw. That. I didn't I see that either. either. So, but I don't know. The idea is interesting, and I've heard that the shooting of it's somewhat kind of a stunt, and that apparently is supposed to look like it's all one continuous take. Yeah, they kind of are faking it to look like it's the camera's constantly moving and there's no cuts. Although, right, I mean, supposedly, obviously. I mean, that's it. Definitely is cutting. It's sure. just made to look that way for like somebody the watching Hitchcock the film. Rope idea, yeah, that kind of idea of trying to do one continuous. So, I'm definitely interested. Definitely want to see it. So. Yeah. And really, you know, you got some of those films just still coming out. We've got a couple more. I'm just going to breeze through some names here. We've got The Theory of Everything, which is the film about uh, Stephen Hawking, which I've seen the trailer. It looks pretty good. Uh, but again, biopics, you know, movies that are just all about somebody's life can be kind of hit or miss. Sometimes they're very dull. I'd almost just rather watch a documentary. It's kind of always been my take on it. Sometimes they're really good, and it just kind of depends. Um, so The Theory of Everything could be an interesting one there. We've got Angelina Jolie directing a film, Unbroken, uh, that's also based on true story and based on a book, I believe. That's coming out in around Christmas time, right? And the last one I was going to mention is uh, I think we've talked about it on the show as well. Tim Burton's Big Eyes with uh, Amy Adams and Christoph Christoph Waltz, Waltz. right? And that's based on a true story of a painter, the one who paints the people with the really really big eyes in their in their pictures. And kind of her story of how she became uh, famous, or I guess not famous, because supposedly her husband took a lot of the credit for her work. So that's Tim Burton come out this this December. So there's a lot bouncing around. I'll tell you, 
and I'm looking up, I tried to pull up a whole bunch of sites to see what's kind of the running favorites right now from what may be best picture nominees. And I'm just going to tell you, this is what some of these lists have put together. They're saying Boyhood, Birdman, The Imitation Game, which we didn't mention, but that's Benedict Cumberbatch in mm-hmm. a, a movie. And then Gone Girl, they're saying right now, are kind of the ones hmm. they're feeling like are already at the top of the heap to get nominated. So uh, one that just came out recently, um, well, it went to the festival circuit, but uh, in its limited release, they don't mention Whiplash at all. No. Actually, actually, well, Whiplash is kind of down on their lower list as far mm-hmm. as iffy, but could be. Hmm. Some other ones, Unbroken, the Angelina Jolie film, Interstellar, I mentioned. Clint Eastwood's got a new movie coming out, which yep. I think is kind of crazy because he just did Jersey Boys like within a year ago. And he was supposed to retire after he did like Letters to Iwo Jima. And I think like, he does like a film every like nine months. Done. I don't think he's retiring. Huh. But this is called American Sniper, and it stars um, huh. oh, what is his name? I didn't realize he was. I didn't have this that. notes on this one pulled up, but it's uh, the guy was in American Hustle and he was in Silver Linings Playbook. Uh, oh, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Bradley Cooper. What's your guys' take on Bradley Cooper? What do you think of him? Uh, I used to watch him back on the TV show Alias years ago. He was like, uh, oh, had a yeah. small part in there. Yeah. And I never really thought much about him. And then all of a sudden, he starts showing up in movies, and it's like he's getting bigger, bigger parts. He's been in, uh, you know, some pretty high level films lately. So this is American Sniper based on the true story of uh, the guy. And I don't, again, I don't have my notes for this film in front of me, but he is a well known as one of the best snipers we've had in the Army. And he's playing him. I saw the trailer the other day. The trailer is really, really good hmm. because it's a very simple one scene trailer for the film. And man, it worked really well. Hmm. So I'm curious. I didn't know it was Clint Eastwood until I saw the end of the credits on the trailer to realize he was making yet another movie. So, <laughs> but Bradley Cooper, any thoughts, likes, dislikes films you've seen him in? You thought he worked out pretty well in? I, I like him. As an mm. actor, okay, but I can't really think of something where, I like, I don't think he's been maybe just hasn't been given a role that he's like run away with, and he was mm. like, you I know, agree. amazing. I mm. was gonna say um, the same exact thing. Yeah, right. So he's probably a good supporting guy. He can kind of float through a role, but nothing that's really just bulge you guys over on his work or anything. He has like that. potential, definitely. Yeah, yeah, he's got potential, but just hadn't. And maybe this will be it. Maybe yes. this will be for him. So <laughs> this is like one of the first movies I can think of where he is the star. And not a co-star with other people. So maybe this is kind of his chance to show that you know he can carry a movie on his own, too. I guess maybe I'm holding against him uh, Limitless, I think it was. Oh. He was kind of the star of that, and that was horrible. Yeah. Um, but he had Robert De Niro in him with that. So, I mean, you kind of have a little bit of a... In a bit... Yeah, he was in a small role. De Niro was, I think. But they really sold it as... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Know. That he was going to be in it a lot. So, yeah. But, you know, uh, other ones I'm hearing a little bit on... We've already talked about Inherent Vice quite a bit, uh, oh. Paul Thomas Anderson, so we'll kind of skip through that a little bit now. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, do you Are you a fan of Paul Thomas Anderson? Do you know who he is as a director? Are you a fan of it? The reason I'm asking is because I'm interested to hear if you're interested in Inher- Inherent Vice at all, that new movie that he's got coming out. Are you? What's your feelings on him? Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually not too familiar with him. Okay. Yeah. How, are you familiar with Inherent, the new movie coming out called Inherent Vice at all? How, like, no. See, that would be It's not now. getting any buzz. No. <laughs> but no. <laughs> I'm going to mention something and you'll be like, okay, I do know who. Okay. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. You know who he is, maybe? 
Are you interested? He was the one that was in um, Walk a Line, actually. Okay. The Johnny Cash movie, yeah. The Johnny Cash. He did not get nominated. Um, but uh, what, or he did get nominated but didn't win? He didn't win. Okay. Yeah, I think he got um, nominated. I'm trying though. to think of some other stuff. He was in The Master. Um, but he's in this movie, and it's, I don't know. That's interesting because for Alan and I, we've been like, Highly anticipating it, but you're just kind of like, eh. we got a different. Yeah, we have a generation gap here that we're true. dealing with, so we have to keep in mind too. So with that, yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, other ones are kind of batting around. Rosewater, the John Stewart film that we've talked about a little bit here too. The guy from The Daily Show making a, a, a dramatic directorial debut. Chris Rock's actually got a movie coming out and what called is that Top about? Five. Top Five. Okay. Where it's also more of a he wrote it and directed it. So where, it's not a documentary about comedians or something. No, but it's him starring as a comedian who's uh, trying to get out of being a comedian, trying to do more dramatic acting. Huh. But it's a comedy movie about him trying to get out. It's getting a lot of good buzz as being a really good film. I mean, it's way on the bottom of the list as far as potential for anything Oscar nominated. But you know, <laughs> who knows. So those are kind of some of the the films we hear batting around right now that could be the ones you may hear about nominated for Best Picture. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about some actors and actresses because I think, you know, a lot of times what we see at the, with the Oscars is sometimes the film may be really good and it gets nominated, but then you got a whole different batch of films where it's really the actor or the actress is kind of making something happen with it. So I'm just going to bat around some of the names of what I'm reading up on could be interesting for some of the actor categories as well. We already mentioned Michael Keaton okay. with Birdman. So he sure. is kind of considered a little bit of a lock right now for getting at least a Best Actor nomination for that role. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, who uh, is Sherlock, for those of you who see him on the BBC show. Um, he the was bad, in the second the Star, Trek Star Trek movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, what else has he done movie-wise? Oh, man. He was in 12 Years a Slave. He was? Had a he small was, part in there. He was the voice of Smaug. I'm sure you remember that. And the, the, uh, Hobbit, the Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big dragon guy. Is that him? Yes. So, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Um, he's getting some buzz for the imitation game again. Yeah. Um, Eddie Redmayne, who is uh, um, uh, Stephen Hawking in right. The Theory of Everything. They're also saying, I mean, that's a very physical performance. He's actually showing him going through the disease and getting becoming crippled. So obviously, anytime you've got somebody who physically is doing a lot of stuff with their acting job, that always gets a lot more attention too. When you're playing somebody real and you're having to go through some physical changes in the way you act, I think that gets a lot of attention from people as well. I'm not familiar with anything else Eddie Redmayne's done though. He's, he was in um, Les Miserables. Yeah. Oh, that's and right. That's right. Was he was outstanding. Okay. All right. That's right. Not totally he was remember the love interest of the yes. other. Guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Good. Good. Uh-huh. I've seen the play. Did not see the movie, though. So, yeah. So, okay. That, that's good. I think just sheerly based on the trailers. Um, have you seen the trailers for A Theory of Everything? And um, I, I've seen one. Okay. And uh, what was the other? You know, Imitation Game with yeah. uh, Sherlock. Yeah, similar. Because they're both real stories and both period pieces. But it seems to be, coming, seems to be a new trend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's do real stories based on in the yeah. past and document those yeah just based off of what oscar typically goes for yeah if i had to pit those two movies up against one another i would definitely say red main for theory of everything just because yeah. as you said it is a physical performance it's obviously going to be very emotional and this is just based on what i saw in the trailers but uh yeah i think he's definitely he's definitely going to get nominated and if it was between those two i'd say he should win having not even seen the movie yeah <laughs> isn't it great how we can just predict right, these awards yeah, without even seeing the I mean, film why not yeah. so all right, well, let me talk about one here that is getting a lot of buzz. Maybe not as much for Best Picture as much, but definitely for Best Actor. Okay. Steve Carell. 
Um, funny guy from the Daily Show and then a whole bunch of comedies taking a very dramatic turn for Foxcatcher, where if you've seen the poster or previews for this, I mean, he has prosthetic nose. He ha- he's almost unrecognizable. And he plays a wrestling coach that is trying to train wrestlers for the Olympics based on a true story as well. And without giving too much away, basically the story takes a very, very dark turn later on in the film. Steve Carell playing this kind of maniacal coach. Again, I've not seen much of his performance, just a little tiny bit I've seen in clips, but I mean, yeah, it, it took me a while to realize that was him. Again, Oscar loves physical transformations when somebody looks, makes himself look uglier or mm-hmm. uh, debilitated in any way. They seem to kind of gravitate towards those roles. So he, he may be kind of getting a good shot at just playing a very different part for him. Yeah, so, yeah physical transformation and a role unlike any others you've ever had and you happen to be good in the role. Yeah, that it's kind of a, that's the magic secret sauce right there for Oscar. Right. Yeah, so there you go. A couple other names have been batted around. Ben Affleck for Gone Girl. Now, Carrie, I know you have not seen that. Chris, you have. Right. We reviewed it. Yeah. And we liked the film. Mm-hmm. We did really like the film. But do you think Ben Affleck really should deserve a Best Actor nomination? Uh, I would probably say no. Okay. Um, but I don't know what all, you know, I don't know. I haven't seen all the nominees and stuff. So yeah. he definitely wouldn't deserve to win, I wouldn't think. Um, not that he was bad, but he was just, in See, this movie, we could have swapped out Bradley Cooper and put him in the. <laughs> he was just, serviceable he in was, the role. Yeah. His, but that's about it. And that's how I feel about him in general. He's generally serviceable in the roles he is, but never ever blows me away as being a really good actor, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see with that. Bill Murray for St. Vincent's comedy that just came out. It's got some energy behind it for uh for for him ray fines for the great grand budapest hotel which i would personally be in favor of i thought that was hilarious turn he did there yeah and then you got timothy spall for mr turner a film that chris you and i've talked about a mike lee film that looks looks like it could be a good one as well very interesting actor absolutely he's done a lot too i mean i think when i looked at his history it's you know not only the the big films like the harry potter films and all that Uh but he's been in all these other independent films and british films he's he's very He's a very uh, robust actor there, for yeah, sure. You wouldn't typically recognize him, I don't think. And he's not a recognizable name either. You tell yeah. somebody Timothy Spall and they won't recognize right. But once you show them the face, they're like, like oh, yeah, I've seen that guy yeah, in all these exactly, other films exactly. before. Right. Which, you know, there again, for a supporting player to get a main lead part, and if he does really well, it could be kind of like rewarding him for his body of work and giving mm-hmm. him a nomination or whatever. So I don't know. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. Let's switch over to possible best actresses okay. that we've got and just always kind of interested in these, you know, unfortunately, and this always seems to be the kind of the messages we get is that people say, well, you know, the actors, actress category is a little weaker this year. That always seems to be the case every year you hear is that, Oh, well the best actress field is not as strong as, as maybe they feel like the actor field is. I tend to disagree. I think unfortunately actresses don't always get quite the juicy parts that sure. the males do. Here we've got a few that could be interesting, though. All right, Reese Witherspoon, we just talked about mm-hmm. for Wild. 
she is one of the ones that's kind of considered a true safe bet for getting a nomination for that performance. So that does make me even more interested in wanting to see it now. Rosamund Pike from Gone Girl. I can understand that. Now that one, I will say, I'd be perfectly happy with that because she did put in a really amazing performance on that film. Yes, without saying, giving away anything. (laughs) It was a really impressive performance there. Um, Now, Felicity Jones, I'm not as familiar with her. Carrie, I don't know if you recognize the name or not. I can't even tell you anything else she's done, but she plays, um, in the theory of everything, she plays the female lead against uh, Eddie Redmayne. And supposedly she's getting a lot of acclaim for that. Mm-hmm. Although that could get bumped to a supporting actress role uh, in the in the nominations. But that one I'm curious to see more more and more that I hear about the film now. Mm-hmm. So with that, Amy Adams. What's your guys' take on Amy Adams? What uh because she's saying that maybe Big Eyes could be a, another nomination for her. Maybe you guys have any thoughts there? Hmm. Um, and she I really liked her in American Hustle yes. too. Yeah, um, you like I, that. I like her. I like her. Um. Yeah, it'd be cool to see her have more of a a lead. It'll be interesting to see, though. I can see the criticism. I think I'm reading it on Alan's face that she often plays very similar roles. Yes, um, you think so? Yeah. So I don't know if Big Eyes will be a departure from something she. Yeah, I, I don't know how that'll play into it. Um, it was funny. I, so my wife and I watched The Master the other night, uh, and my right. wife had not seen it before. I'd seen it before at one of our screenings. Right. Anyway, Amy Adams is in it. And afterwards, Suzanne just said, I, I just don't understand why everybody thinks she's a great actress because so much oh. of her stuff just seems the same. Right. Now, my wife has not seen American Hustle yet. I personally think American Hustle is probably Amy Adams' best work so far, although it's maybe not great, is the best I've seen her act so far. Mm-hmm. So maybe now, she's getting a little better. Now, in know. The Master, though... Was that kind of, a, I mean, she's not as a big a role, but she actually does play a little bit more of a, oh. she kind of has like a power type thing where in other movies yeah. she's either like the meek. Well, I meek. thought she was good in The Master. Okay. It's just, I can see the, the argument being that she plays very similar, similar in most yeah. of her roles. I think right. that what you're saying there, Carrie, is right. I mean, it's just hmm. very similar. There's not a lot of range there, yeah, I guess. My mom and I were actually just discussing, discussing her um, mm-hmm. and talking about how, she looks pretty normal. There's nothing special about her. Right. But I think that I think she, that could work for her in a way because of her talent. So she can blend into some good, comfortable roles, but it, it's probably hard for her to really stand out or have a really yes. standout performance. She hasn't. I mean, in The Fighter, I know she played a role that mm-hmm. was a little little outside of her norm. She played right, a little more. Well. Yeah, the accent, okay. the little more rough and tumble role to it was, was interesting there. But yeah, her range has not been too much. Now, there's one name on here that an actress I really like, but it's a film I've not heard anything about. Julianne Moore, hmm. who I really like as an actress, but there's a film called Still Alice. Does anybody know anything about it? I've never heard anything about this I film. I haven't heard about it. But it's listed as like one of the safe best bets for like having a Best Actress nomination. Hmm. hmm. I haven't heard Color it. me surprised. I have no idea. <laughs> um, I think she's great. I like her in a lot of stuff she does. She has been nominated several times in the past for other roles. I can't remember if she's ever won or not Best Actress, but... Um, uh, I don't think so. We don't have our intern sure. here today to look yeah. it up for yeah. us on the internet and find out if, if we're right or not. <laughs> anyway, she's considered kind of a best bet. we got Reese Witherspoon, Rosamund Pike, Felicity Jones, Amy Adams, Jessica Chastain, mm-hmm. who, not for Interstellar, but for a film called A Most Violently Year... She's uh, being batted around as possible, having a nomination from that. And then Emily Blunt for Into the Woods. Uh, the End of the Woods is the whole adaptation of the play 
that Disney's doing. And I know very little about that as well. Other than I know it's got Johnny Depp, it's got um, <laughs> Meryl Streep, several other big names in it, and it's a musical. So. Yeah, I actually, I mean, I saw the play when I was, I don't know, a while ago, um, probably middle school or so, so a long time ago. But I really liked the play. Um, Disney seems like the perfect company to take this on and do it um, for a movie. It could be it could be pretty good. I'm actually kind of looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Um, so now, one name that's danced around a little bit, younger actress, and one that I know you and I like a lot, Shailene Woodley, mm-hmm. um, The Fault in Our Stars, which I never saw. Did you see that, Carrie? Um, I did. Okay. How did she do in that, do you think? She was good in that. Um, it's hard to watch her without thinking of the show she did on ABC Family, American Life. Oh, she was in a TV show there. Okay. Yeah, I, um, all right. First, her voice was very monotone throughout mm-hmm. the whole series. Mm-hmm. But then, I, I mean, The Fault in Our Stars really did hmm. make her. I think I, I like that. Okay. Well, she did another film that we saw, The Spectacular Now, that we reviewed. Right, and I haven't. Yeah, that, she's really, really good in really that. Good. So I yeah. will say I liked her a lot in that. I have not seen The Fault in Our Stars. But um, I think she's talented. I just I think it's just a matter of if she's going to get connected to the right with the right roles on things. Exactly. So to go forward on that. And then Marion Cotillard also is one that's kind of uh, considered a little bit of a dark horse there mm-hmm. for a film called Two Days and One Night. Uh, it's mm-hmm. coming out as well. But, you know, there's a lot of other names floating out there. You've still got Maggie Smith, who is in a film called My Old Lady that they say is kind of a, a long shot there. Kristen Wiig for The Skeleton Twins. Mm-hmm. Hilary yeah. Swank is in a film that Tommy Lee Jones is doing called The Homesman. So there's a few other names floating out there. Um Carrie, I'm just kind of curious if you had to name who's your if you had a favorite actress. Do you have one right now? One that you just really, if you know she's in a film, you're really going to want to try to check it out. I cannot think of one in particular right okay. now. Okay, that's fine. Chris, who's your favorite actress right now? Oh man, um, I, you know probably just because of the potential that mm-hmm. I see in the. I actually really do like Shailene Woodley. A okay, good bit. Um, right. She's in Divergent, I think. Yes, and okay. I have not seen that movie yet. And the only reason I don't see it, or you're saying, did you see it? I have it? actually not seen okay. it. Okay. Um, and the only reason I'm interested in seeing it at least is I want to see her performance in it. Because uh-huh. um, to me, you know, it looks like his Hunger Games ripoff. But mm-hmm. right, that's that was my <laughs> initial thought about the movie. But she's in it, so I was like, I'll I'll see it if she's in it. And I have not seen Fault in Our Stars, but I want to see that as well mm-hmm. um, because of her performance. So she, unlike Mr. Bradley Cooper for the for the guy side, um, if I see she's in a movie, that would you know, make me want to see it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd, I'd say she's probably mine if I had to come up with one. Okay. How about you? Um, <laughs> I really like Mary, Marion Cotillard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I really, yeah. I mean, I even liked her in the the last, uh, dark Knight rises. I thought she was good in that. I, I generally like her. Um, okay. I have not seen the immigrant yet, but that's one I've kind of gotten queued up to watch. I know she's in. Okay. Yeah. And she, yeah. she, she's good in that. Is she? Okay. Yeah. So I like, I like her. Um, Levine Rose that she got, she won the award for a couple of years ago. I thought she was really, really good in that as well. And she was in Inception, which was another Nolan movie. Yeah, yeah which is really good in that. Very good in that. She was great in that. Yeah, and I do like Julianne Moore a lot. I always have, ever since I think Boogie Nights and some other films, uh, Shortcuts, long time ago. Uh, really liked her. So, you know, there's a couple of these in the running right now that I'm fans of. So we'll have to see how that works out. So, you know, it's still a kind of an open, wide open race for all these films. I mean, there's still a lot of films to come out. And you know how it is every year about this time. Everybody's predicting which are going to be the Oscar nominated. And then something comes out of nowhere, takes over all the control or whoever puts more publicity and marketing dollars behind their 
their film and you get a little more attention come January time. Really interesting to see. Now, every year, Chris, when the nominations come out, you and I will kind of go through and during the show and give our predictions. And then we follow up after the awards to see how close we did on stuff. So <laughs> we'll look forward to doing that again. And, uh, Carrie, you're certainly welcome to send in your nominations as well or your picks whenever the nomination picks come out also with that. So that's a little bit of kind of our early Oscar preview. Again, there's still a lot of months to go, a lot of, a lot of movies to see before we know exactly which ones are going to get nominated. But what we will do here to kind of wrap up our show, uh, we'll give our recommendations of films that we've either seen recently or uh, revisited or think we ought to, you ought to check out. And again, Carrie, open invitation. If there's something you want to recommend people check out, maybe – that you've seen recently or just remember you're you're welcome to chime in on that as well so chris do you have a recommendation for us yeah i've got i've actually got two okay um one because you have to take over one of mine because <laughs> i'm still struggling with mine so okay. go ahead one is really really short it's actually a short film that uh, just recently won some award overseas uh 2014 like small film festival but it's a short film uh two like and a half how short uh, two and a half minutes. Two and a half minutes. So you could wow, watch you it really while did. I'm talking, and then you could recommend it as well. Um, <laughs> I can actually sit here watching it <laughs> yes. right now on my computer. Okay. Um, you probably could, um, but it's called Lights Out, and it's a short film by David Sandberg, and I believe it's one of his first, um, but it's really cool, and the reason I'm recommending it is because it is kind of a short horror, a horror short film. Okay. And we're you know coming on Halloween, so it's very timely. Um, I can have our producer dude put the link in the show notes so everybody can go watch it um because it's free it's on the internet it's free it's awesome um, but that's lights out by david sandberg and it's won some type of award for like a short horror short film or something so so it's only two minutes long yes so explain to me just you know i mean and i'm kind of asking a loaded question but explain to me how how you make a film that short be compelling without giving away what the film is but i mean you know, what, what do you think it works for such a short film to make that happen? Well, okay. And I I'm just killing you, time. What, I'm just killing time until right, I find my absolutely. pick. But go ahead. Please keep I can tell you what makes, it, <laughs> what makes it impressive is horror films usually rely on kind of a buildup. Like, you know, this is the bad guy that's going to be coming after. This is the problem. And then they build it up. And then the climax is at the end. You know, people get killed. And that's going to be it. You know, but you have 70, 80, you know, 90, 120 minutes to do that. In two minutes, that's what's so amazing about this. I just saw it just recently, but the fact that in two minutes they establish girl alone in an apartment, something bad's going to happen. And they use something, and it's very low, like very, very, very low budget. I mean, it's just, you know, but it's genius idea, genius shots, and just, and it uses the dark. Which hmm. is very, you know, it's, you know, light and dark and just being afraid of the dark. It's, I don't know if I want to watch this now. It's, so. it's good. <laughs> it's just really, it's really simple. And the music, the sound design is really good on it too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, highly recommend uh, Lights Out. Actually, you saw Annabelle were disappointed. I recommend <laughs> Lights Out, you know, two and a half minutes and it's free. So well, I mean, worst case scenario, you're only wasting two and a half minutes of your life exactly. if you, if you exactly. want it. Um, so I highly recommend that. You could probably just do a search for Lights Out. But I'll try to get our producer to put a link in the show notes. So, our producer. Isn't yes. that so cool to sound? It does. Yeah. Um, so the other movie, completely different, uh, available on iTunes and some other places, is They Came Together, which was a comedy with uh, Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler. Oh, right, right, and right. And done by David Wayne, who did like Wet Hot American Summer and done some uh, other random comedies and stuff. But this came out earlier a couple of months ago mm-hmm. and released in some big cities, but basically did the whole iTunes VOD route. 
And uh, I, I really, I really liked it. You did, yeah, because it got kind of mixed reviews. I mean, I heard some lukewarm and some just not as great about it. But you, you liked it. Yeah, I liked it. And basically, uh, what David Wayne does is he's a big fan of romantic. Well, you would never know it until now, but he's a big fan of like cheesy romantic comedies. Okay. And so what he did was he took a lot of stereotypes that happen in you know big budget romantic comedies, like you know you've got mail mm-hmm. or you know. Fill in all the others that fell in that Nora yes. Ephron, you know, sleepless in canon. Seattle. Yes, right. yes, yeah. exactly. Um, so he took all those and then basically made fun of a lot of their little, you know, plot devices, little cliches and all. Yeah. yeah. Now that being said, this film still is very much a cliche in itself, but it's like rejoicing in the fact that you know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. and it still is for me was able to <laughs> throw enough random funny things in there that it, it worked and it was enjoyable and okay. it's kind of, you know, it's laughing at itself. It's not taking itself too seriously, probably done on a really, what would I assume other than the stars, probably small budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, I, I liked it and it has okay. the best Michael Shannon cameo ever, even though I can't even think of another Michael, Michael Shannon Shannon's cameo. in it. Yes. <laughs> Plays okay. a really funny cameo, but anyways, um, so yeah, that may they, have to be they, one I check out this weekend. Then, they so. came together. It's funny. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, I do have a pick, but first Carrie, do you have anything you want to recommend? I'm sure I'll think of something after we're done here. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're, you're good to go right now. So yeah. Okay, good. But she's not recommending Annabelle. That's no. A no. How about doing, an, doing anti-recommendation? You can <laughs> okay, just say, all right. Yes. So Anna, Annabelle, you say just like all the others, <laughs> just like all the other horror films, yeah. not much else to it. Okay. Creepy dolls. I don't deal well with creepy no, dolls. I'm actually scared of dolls. Are so you? I, I kind of just like, gonna do it yeah so you kind of had to steal yourself up to go in yes and then you came out a little disappointed that it, it was pretty typical right and maybe that was because i had hyped myself up so much i had prepared myself a lot for it that could be the problem there and then it wasn't as scary as yeah so. <laughs> well let me all right so i have a reason for my pick and my pick is it's a very twisted pick hmm. but i'm gonna still gonna throw it out there mainly because there's a little background to it so chris you and i talked about the film jobs a while back the steve jobs movie that ashton kutcher did oh mm. um yeah. Okay. Pause. Side note: We're not doing news on this show, but yeah. Did you well, hear? Who, yeah. Okay. That's where I'm going to. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got you. Okay. So yeah. So that's actually leading me to my pick. Um, it was announced this week that Christian Bale oh, has been signed on to play Steve Jobs in the real Steve Jobs biography movie, not the one that Ashton Kutcher did that was really not good at all. This is one written by Aaron Sorkin, who wrote The Social Network, the Facebook movie. He also wrote The West Wing, most of those shows. The director at one point was supposed to be Danny Boyle. Now, they're not sure if it's going to be Danny Boyle because I think now that Christian Bale's attached, it's going to be a little bit more who Christian Bale wants to work with. Mm-hmm. Right. So we'll wait and see. I think they're still hoping that they could get either David Fincher back to do it or um, there was another name batted around at one point that would have been interesting. I personally would have liked to see Danny Boyle, but we'll see. Yeah, I'd heard that he, I didn't know Boyle wasn't attached to it anymore. He's didn't. not officially attached. He okay. was the one that was like loosely attached. Danny Boyle wanted, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I can't, I'm spacing on names left and right here. Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. Danny Boyle really wanted Leonardo DiCaprio to play Steve Jobs, which I'm not quite sure I could have seen. Christian Bale. No, it's perfect. No, perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not having met Mr. DiCaprio or Mr. Oh, you Bale. haven't? No. You know, I keep sitting Oh, you weren't at my last parties. birthday party when he was there. They never right. come. <laughs> but never having met either one of them personally, I think either one of them would have been great. But something about all the press that Mr. Bale has gotten about, unfortunately, ranting sometimes, 
yes, I think I would I would steer more towards him because I I could see that kind of being a really the the energy good level fit. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I could not be more excited for Sorkin's like angry dialogue and like really smart sarcastic dialogue to be coming out of Christian Bale's mouth. Kind of like, you know, for social network, Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, that was a Zuckerberg. perfect. Yeah. Fit. It's like, yeah, that just seems like dream. I will say Carrie for you, for future acting reference, you're an aspiring actress. Don't take from the Christian Bale school of acting. Please, <laughs> please don't yell at the people on set and like that they're doing the best they can. All just right. give them a little break. As those of us who have been behind the camera plenty of times and had to work with actors and actresses. Yes, please don't yell at us. <laughs> We'd appreciate that. Um, so, okay. So back to my pick. Sure. Uh, American Psycho. Uh, All right. This I is a thinking about that. I was thinking, were about you? That movie. this is that. a messed up movie, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, I really like it. And uh, my wife will not sit in the room if this movie is on. She can't stand it. Uh-huh. Um, it is dark. It is twisted. It is violent. It is not for the faint of heart. But Christian Bale, man, the guy, this is the first movie where everybody is like, oh, wait, who is this guy? You know, like you're really kind of noticing who he <laughs> yeah, was. Sure. And um, it kind of took a really crazy part like this to do. And uh, the fact that the film kind of ends on a very interesting note, you know, it's not... Yes not a typical expectation of where the film might go. I think had a lot going for it. It's actually one I need to go back and revisit. It's been several, a couple of years since I've seen it, but I do just, all this talk about the Steve jobs role started me thinking, man, Christian Bale is just, he's got the roles. He's got uh, the new Ridley Scott Exodus movie coming out Christmas time, which I'm not hearing a lot of good buzz about. Yeah. It's the whole Moses story. I was actually really excited to see, that until I saw, unfortunately, I did see a trailer. Now I'm like, it just looks, the trailer looks very straightforward. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and that's disappointing. That may not be the best film to showcase in his career, but I think no matter what, he's probably going to give it his all in that, that performance is Moses. So I'm at least anxious to see how he does with Mm -hmm. that. But yeah, American Psycho, I'll just say it was directed by Mary Heron, which I remember at the time it got a lot of attention. The fact that it was directed by female being such a, male chauvinistic kind of dark, grimy, violent movie, but um, it's a good movie based on a Brett Easton Ellis uh, novel, or he wrote the screenplay for it. Yeah. It's interesting checking out. Yes, it is a somewhat of a slasher movie, but Mm -hmm. it does have enough of an interesting twist in it. And just watching it for Kristen Bale's performance, I think is fascinating enough. So yeah. So that's our picks. Fairly different ones we've got between between us, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's what it's all about. It's kind of keeping you guys on your toes with different types of films to check out. So that was really kind of our special episode here. We were just talking about some early Oscar predictions because I was a slacker and didn't see any movies this week. And uh, we thought we'd at least talk about Oscar. We'd talk a little bit about our recommendations. Um, anything else going on, guys, you can think of film-wise we need to throw out there? Not that I can think of. I think we can save for the next episode if we've got any other news yeah, items. Yeah, we just so. need to get to the theater to see some movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is one of those slow times right now. It's not the summer, so we don't have the big blockbusters. And the really good kind of more artsy films don't really come out till November, December. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of stuck in that middle ground right now where there's not a whole lot out there to see. Um, Carrie, thanks for dropping by. Yeah, and thank hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. And uh Best of luck to you and all your future endeavors. Maybe we'll Thank see you bouncing you. around the studio here in the coming months as well. So thanks for chiming in. And uh, for everybody listening, thanks for listening to Foot Candle Films here on the TheMesh.TV. I'm Alan, and this is Chris, your co-host. And uh, as always, you can check out more past episodes on TheMesh.TV as well as check out any of the other online shows 
that are available through the network. We've got everything from business shows to music to sports-related shows. Our fantasy football show started back up a couple months ago. So they're going rocking and rolling through the uh, Fantasy League uh, for pro football sports. And uh, a lot of other things. We've got the Caregiver Community, which talks about how to care for aging and, and older adults. We've got uh, Education Matters, I think, is starting back up pretty soon, my understanding, talking about the educational state of the region around us. Um, a lot of good shows. The Bald and the Beautiful is kind of a new one that we started up just in the last month or so. It was a lot of fun to listen to. So good stuff to go check out, all for free on TheMesh.TV. And, of course, all those shows are also available on iTunes. Chris, if somebody wanted to reach out and try to contact us or all that, where, where could they go to do that? Well, uh, you can do info at the mesh.tv just to drop us a line and tag it with like foot candle, ask us questions and stuff. Then there's you and I are also on Twitter. Yes. And we also have accounts on Letterboxd, which is, you know, how we kind of keep our movie diary of what things we see. And that's Letterboxd without an E. So, L, well, without the last E. L E T T E R B O X D dot com, where Chris and I kind of log all the films we see and. Chris is a lot better about writing stuff about what he sees than I am. I typically just give it a star rating and move on. So um, I need to be a little better with that. So anyway, thanks everybody for listening to Foot Candle Films. And we look forward to talking to you next time. See you in the ticket line. Special thanks to Carpal Tuller for the show theme music. For more about Carpal Tuller, visit www.carpaltuller.com. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.